Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast that doesn't have a name, but we do know it is all about the drivers. This is part two of the conversation with Daniel Hirsch from Flix North America as he continues to talk about the importance of traffic control. And Daniel, are the Greyhound guys using that talk to text feature where they you know, leave a message? Can you tell or do you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. They're doing it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there are people are using it. It's great it. for good. little little things like I'm running 10 minutes behind or, hey, there's a parade in, in the way. I'm, uh, you know, little things like this. I wouldn't say like a passenger collapsed on the bus. That's not the appropriate use of the voice <laughs> voice to text <laughs> no. feature. Uh, but, yeah, we, we do get, a, I would say, uh, maybe 15 percent of the calls or cases that are open are roughly coming in from messages versus calls. Right. And just just so we're clear now, all Greyhound drivers, if you're going to do that and you're going to stop the bus, pull it over mm-hmm. to a safe location, then do your text to talk on the app. OK, don't do guys don't do this while you're driving down the highway and being distracted. All right. Just want to be clear on that because I hate to see you. I hate to see your name show up on a form six or a form five <laughs> at some point. That's absolutely so, yes. right. Uh, one of the thing I wanted to touch on, Daniel, is the notifications that traffic controls can deliver directly to the driver app. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, you actually may have received one in the last couple of days regarding uh, honoring seat reservations. So that's an example. It's going to show up when you log into the app as a bell on the top right corner and uh, tap into that and you'll see uh, the message from traffic control. It could be something that's just generally going out to all drivers in the fleet, but it could also be something specific to you. For example, you have a tight interconnection of like one or two minutes coming up here at your next station. Please wait for that interconnecting customer. That's an example where we'll try to get a hold of you individually. Um, if maybe we've uh, learned of someone who's left something of extreme value, like a passport or a medication on a bus, and uh, they're trying to catch up with you to at the next station maybe to retrieve that uh, we may send a message to some of that obviously we don't want to deviate from your schedule but obviously those are critical situations we try to leave you alone and so we're not going to call you in those cases but if you get the message um again at a safe location uh to review it and uh often no reply is necessary you can't actually reply to the message through the app but um just just know that we're get, trying to get a hold of you and call us with any questions now, now, seat reservations is another really important topic that is is relatively new to Greyhound. So, can you talk a little bit about, a, a little bit about the importance of making sure the customers get in the seat that they were assigned or reserved? Yes. So, during the booking process, a customer can either choose a specific seat on the bus, or they can choose to be automatically assigned. There's no fee for that. But parties could be broken up. So you could have parents separated from children or a big party spread throughout the bus based on whatever seats are available. An algorithm will assign um, the, the customers accordingly. It's revenue. At the end of the day, customers can choose to pay an extra $4.99 per ticket uh, to sit in a specific seat. Maybe it's important because they have road sickness or whatever. They just want to be in a certain location on the bus or with their friends and family. So they will pay extra. And you'll... Um, uh, by not honoring the seat reservations, then uh, what happens is a customer is disappointed and we they feel a little ripped off because they paid the extra $4.99 and now there's somebody sitting in their seat. The best way to overcome this, we found historically, is when you're scanning that ticket, it's going to bring up their seat reservation front and center before you know it goes on to the next customer. Simply just announce it. So, Miss uh, Smith, you'll be sitting in 4C today. That's four rows back behind on the passenger side of the bus or whatever. You don't have to go into that detail. But um, 
Uh, by the way, row 20 is always the last row on the bus. That's just the naming convention. If you see, I don't have 20 rows on my bus. That's it. So please announce that. And what really upsets customers is they can pay about 75% of their own ticket for what's called neighbor free seating. It's an empty seat on the bus next to them. And in this post-pandemic world, people are a little bit still like, I don't want someone breathing on me for this five-hour, six-hour, 10-hour trip. I want to be neighbor free. And it doesn't mean there's someone not breathing down their neck, but that's another topic. So anyways, <laughs> uh, we want to make sure that customers with those neighbor free seats where it says uh, 2A and 2B, they get those two seats side by side. They paid an extra potentially $75 or $100 for that extra seat to be vacant. And they get really upset when when that uh, doesn't isn't delivered. So moral of the story, please ensure customers are seated. And it's a great as part of your departure announcements, hopefully you're making those, uh, the safety side, just please remember to sit in the, the seat assignment that's indicated on your ticket and um, have a safe and enjoyable trip. Awesome. That's awesome to hear that. Uh, we really really are doing a lot more in terms of our, our focus on the customer. Uh, all the technology appears to be really focused on creating those moments of magic for the customer. Am I saying that right? Absolutely. It's all about uh, the likelihood to recommend and return. So we want to, part of our technology is built on the premise of uh, re-imagining or getting people excited about bus travel in the United States. It's very common in Europe and other parts of the world to travel by bus. People do it all the time. But for some reason, it has just this, I don't know, this aura around it, like it's not for everybody and it's for the lower class and and we want to get people excited bus travel is a fraction of the cost and uh, of of error and uh even now with the cost of gas even traveling in your personal vehicle and you have mm -hmm. wi-fi on board and the ability to kind of relax and not wear and tear in your car uh so we are the next best best thing and and for a lot of families instead of like uh not going somewhere cool now they can afford to go somewhere on a network that spans you know, the entire continent um, and the world. Uh, we want to mm. get people excited about bus travel in the United States for sure. That's true. Yeah, we're, as you know, we're all kind of tied into our cars for the most part here in the, in the States. But, you know, what's cool is we have been growing this year, Greyhound mm. and Flicks together. And I think the technology and what you guys are doing is making, a, making that a part of that. So well done. I agree. Let's also, let's touch on the GPS navigation a bit. And what are some of the features and benefits and why should the driver use that every time out? So navigation is designed with your bus in mind. So we're going to get you from uh, the, the where you are now to your next station, uh, including uh, routes that are permissible for the bus based on its dimensions and weight. And we want to make sure that uh, the, the the route that has been planned that navigation is sending you on is the one that's been planned as part of the schedule. So if you stick to it, your ride is going to hopefully stay on time. And it's even taken into account the day of the week and traffic conditions and all of that situation. So we want to make sure uh, you use the, the driver app navigation to get to your next station. Now, one of the cool things that we have the ability to do is uh, if you're running real behind, like over or approaching two hours, and you have stations coming up ahead of you that there's nobody getting on or off, traffic control, not you as a driver, but traffic control can make a decision to help you recover from some of this ride by canceling stations. And what happens here is uh, we will disable the station in your app. It will show crossed out and navigation will automatically recalculate you to the next open station. So you don't have to do any action here other than you're going to see, wow, I'm supposed to get off here, but 
The system's telling me to continue. You've been authorized to bypass that station today. And so by the time getting off the freeway, parking, waiting for nobody, getting back on the freeway, you may have saved 15 minutes. And over a course of maybe two or three of those stations, if we can if we have nobody on and off at those stations, we can actually help you recover all or most of that delay and mm. again, re-delight the customers in the field. So uh, if you do come across a strike through on your driver app for a station that has zero on zero off, know that it's okay to bypass. It's been approved by traffic control. That's an awesome feature. Mike, I think our drivers are already used to seeing strike through schedules in that event, right? Uh, I think it's happening a little bit. Dan. I mean, you guys have it. You aren't. You guys aren't doing it a ton, but I know you're doing no. it in some cases, right? Only when the rides are so be unbelievably delayed that uh, I mean, anything helps at this point. At this point, tickets are no longer for sale for those stations since it's well, well, well after departure time. Right. Uh, so it's not impacting revenue. So yes, we may close those. But uh, for staff stations, some passengers was especially in some markets where there's not a lot of options, <laughs> they may choose to take a ride that's five hours delayed because that's the only trip out of town today. Uh, so we leave those alone. It'll mostly be the e-stops that you'll see crossed out uh, where there's no no staff to uh, rebook or or offer alternatives for our traveling customers. So in the check-in process, Daniel, um, as as drivers, does it make any difference if the driver uses a manual check-in versus scanning the passenger ticket? Which one do you recommend? Always, always, always the scan of the QR code. And I'll tell you why. Uh, it's fast, it's efficient. And if that ticket happens to be a duplicate of another customer's, uh, a ticket the customer's already claimed a refund on or has been rebooked from, it's from yesterday, or any of these scenarios, that's going to catch it. It's, if it's not on the manifest in that QR code, it'll tell you there's a problem with this ticket. Now, feel free to call traffic control. We'll run the booking number very quickly and tell you, yeah, here's what happened. This customer's canceled that ticket two weeks ago um, if a customer doesn't appear on the manifest. Next, uh, if they're not appearing, the scan, maybe it's uh, the barcode got smudged or it's folded in such a way that the camera's not catching it, then a manual check-in off the list, but that does leave room for error. You may have may have heard the, the word art, but it actually was fart that was checking in. I don't know. Uh, but in any event, you could end up checking in the wrong customer. Uh, so always this QR best. Uh, second um, glance would be checking in the manifest. And if you don't see your customer on the manifest, we got a problem. Uh, refresh your manifest, simply pull down on your screen and let go. It's going to bring in any last minute tickets that may have been booked. There's also a refresh button that's just been instantly, I think in the last month or so added, so you can just tap into import new reservations. If you still don't see that, that customer is not on your manifest, you may not take them. You have to have them uh, contact customer service, or you can call traffic control, run the booking number. We can tell you exactly what's going on with the ticket, but um, you could overbook your bus by taking customers that are not on the manifest or providing free transportation, which is great for them, but not so great for us. One more point that I wanted to make is, I know you guys track a lot of information, including the coach. Uh, how important is it for the driver to take the correct coach that's assigned to him or assigned well, to the run? You know, uh, it's more on the fleet management side because garages need to know when yeah. buses are coming in for preventative maintenance. Uh, and um, it's pretty sometimes... darn important. Yeah, I'll jump right <laughs> in. Yeah, it's it's real important because I was over at the OVC the other day and they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off looking for buses because they, you know, someone had taken the wrong bus and they didn't know about it. So it creates all sorts of chaos, service failures, right. like Tanya said, you know, PMI stuff doesn't get work. 
Um, they're having to run around and count buses because they don't know exactly where they are. So yeah, it's really, really important that the drivers, you know, take the right bus or call somebody and get the bus reassigned properly. Because if not, it's, it does create service problems. It creates cancellations, and it's a, it's a real pain, and it causes us to look um, like a half-run organization, being quite honest with you. And certain well, buses do have to stay in certain markets, and so if you take a bus out yes. of market, then there are subsidies involved that, and penalties if that bus is now in a completely different state that it's supposed to be. So please take the bus that's assigned to you, and if it does appear to be discrepant, contact fleet. Let's get it properly assigned. Of course, your call will roll over to traffic control if they're busy, and we can help start that process to get you on your way in the proper bus as soon as possible. Right. Again, if it's, you know, the bus isn't fit for service, it's not ready to go, you know, we get it. We don't want you taking a, bu a bus that's not ready to go, but call somebody, let them know, keep people informed, or else, you know, again, we're going to have service cancellations and delays and all types of service failures. All right. One other thing I want to talk about is how traffic control has empowered the field management with Ride Viewer and tools of those sorts. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yes, a little bit out of my wheelhouse, but the um, this, this tool called Rebooker uh, is very powerful and it allows uh, when there's interruptions, like if your ride is delayed, you probably have interconnecting customers that are now missing or have broken interconnections to an ongoing trip. And so in the field, we've given them this powerful tool that allows them to rebook a customer from wherever they got stranded. Uh, it could have been a breakdown and the customer just made their way via taxi to the nearest Greyhound or Flick station and now they're there and they want to get to their ongoing destination. Uh, we've got a team that can quickly move a customer. It's a couple of clicks. We find a ride that's suitable, that meets the customer's need. And then uh, instantly the customer receives a brand new ticket in their inbox and off they go. Uh, reissue is I think the previous term with the Greyhound world. And uh, so that tool and Ride Viewer is just one of the most powerful custom built in-house tools that we use to manage everything about the operation. It is the source of truth for everything from schedules to drivers, to um to to coaches to everything and it links into our radar system which is where all of the data of the location of the buses uh is and uh yeah, hey if you've got a breakdown a fa road failure we can see that there's another bus whether it's flicks or greyhound just 10 miles behind you that can come over and serve as a uh, a rescue bus to get some of those passengers out of you know on their way to their ticketed destination uh, even if they are booked on you know the other company's network so we it's it's uh, a lot of great technology and i, I always like to preach that flicks is more of a tech company than a bus company i mean we are data driven we listen to the voice of the customer, both through net promoter score, the, the surveys that customers complete. And uh, we watch like where people click on our screen when they're booking tickets and we optimize, optimize, optimize. What are you doing in the field with the driver app? We listen to the, the voice of the customer and we've got some really engaged teams that are building these tools to suit the need and the scalability of this business uh, to make it a global product. So we're very excited to be with this organization right now. I learned a lot. I'll be honest with you. I really appreciate it, Daniel. I've um, yeah, I've got a whole new, I guess, level of respect for what you guys do. I know it's very complicated. The technology really makes your life a little bit easier and it's important. I think the message I got as a, you know, as an advocate for the drivers is if we use the technology, it's going to help us be better as a company overall, provide better service and keep us growing for the next, for the next foreseeable future. Agreed. And I'll tell you what, it all boils down to communication. When we hear more information from you in the field about irregularities and things that aren't going to plan on your trips, we can do a lot of work to preserve that customer and to, you know, just make things right. Uh, we can send the whole, everyone on the bus, 
uh, vouchers if a ride was a complete chaos disaster uh, to to have them come back to us on a different trip and re-experience the way it should have been. Uh, uh, what we call delay goodies, we can get that communication out to customers if they're stuck at uh, waiting on a replacement bus or mechanic uh, at a gas station. Hey, let's give them a little bit, you know, ten fifteen dollars of food and beverage credit that they can get reimbursed from Flix or Greyhound. So it boils down to communication. Keep us mm. informed of what's going on in your ride. We're going to have delighted customers on your bus. And guess what? Delighted customers are not screaming at you and pissed off and uninformed. They are right. um, more likely to recommend and return to, to Greyhound and Flix uh, for years and years to come, which is job security and also helps us grow the company uh, globally. Well, this is awesome. Uh, you know, I, I think this is it's always a great opportunity to share information with drivers. And I thought I knew a lot of this stuff. I've learned some as, as well. So I can't wait to get out in front of the drivers and to say, hey, open that app, leave it open and uh, go from there. So that, that, that's, that was a, a key takeaway for me. Excellent. Well, it's a pleasure joining you, gentlemen. And uh, thanks again to all the drivers in the field. As I said, the face of uh, Flix and Greyhound out there. Uh, we know the, the work you do is is challenging, and uh, we appreciate you. Well, Daniel, Kirk, thank you for the wealth of knowledge that you've uh, given us today. We appreciate it, and we look forward to having you back for a future podcast. Anytime. Frank and Mike, that is going to do it for today. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us as well. Be sure to tune in next time as we continue the podcast that is always about the drivers. <laughs>